should not be good. I. The reason I, I looked up a study um, testing testing a hot mic. Is that the correct terminology? Hot mic. Did you ever hear the terminology? Hot mic. <laughs> not in this tense. I've heard of He's magic heard, mic. It's live. I've heard hot, about. Yeah, I've heard about a hot, hot, hot mic. Mic's hot. I've heard someone no, go like, yeah, "Oh, no, I know. be careful, the mic is hot." Because um, when someone's saying something, I want to say. But so, whenever I've heard of a hot mic, so I wasn't talking you, about a microphone. So you're thinking about mics. Um, the Mixed Pixel Podcast explores <laughs> the psyche of Rob Trainee uh, and what he thinks about when he hears the words hot and mic. It's a Pavlovian thing. When, when he hears the words hot mic, it triggers a memory of his that, that goes deeper than, than what we know as, as good friends of the man. Um, anyway, welcome to the Mixed Pixel Podcast where the mic is always hot. Um, we're all back together this week. Uh, last week, you might have heard Jose's voice. Um, sounded very realistic. Uh, the, the Jose soundboard. Um, but this week is here for real, in person. Yep, it, it'll it'll get updated. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a folder on my PC now. We will add things to the Jose soundboard. And at request, we will actually make a soundboard out of it. Yeah, I wonder how that works. If you just need knowledge in Flash, I think I could do it. Yeah. I've made a Flash game You can before. do anything you want, buddy. Um, I had a project in college where the whole class, the whole idea around the class was just to make whatever you want. Like, the professor trusted you to start a project off the ground day one and to show progress on it week to week and then present the final thing at the end of the semester. But what he doesn't realize is that I'm me and, like, I'll say I'm doing the project and then I won't do anything <laughs> on it until the end of the semester. So is that the game you made? Yeah, I made, I made an astronomy quiz game. Um, what the hell was it called? It was called, like, Space Quiz or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. And, like, I drew a rocket ship, and then, like, you press the start button, and it takes off, and then it plays like this, like, looped over and over again, these space sound effects, but I made a functioning quiz game. If you press the wrong answer, it would go, bah! If you got the answer right, like, the sun would come on, and he would have sunglasses on, and be like, you're doing hot, or whatever, like, yeah. So, I think we can, I think I can make a soundboard, I think. Um... But anyway, we're the Mixed Pixel Podcast. That's also available upon request. Yes. If you want the link to the Jose soundboard, if you need to use it for your own personal uh, use, you know, prank calls, call McDonald's, you know. <laughs> Is there a reason to call McDonald's? No, no right? Not really. Just to prank call them. Just yeah. to prank call McDonald's. Yeah, I guess so, isn't it? I think the only reason I think to actually call them is to ask if they're open. Is to complain. Or to complain. My Big well, Mac I, wasn't big enough. In New York City, there's certain McDonald's that deliver. See, that's, that's what true. I was curious that's about. True. Yeah. Yeah. Give that to um, me. Yeah, that McDonald's, me. Subway. McDelivery. Think, Make think, they, think they call it that? Probably. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got a fun show for you today. We're going to start off with some quick hits because there was some news this week. And, and the first one is for me, strictly. Um, kind of. Actually, the first two. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one. No, no. The first one is, is, is good news for everybody. And that's that Remini Entertainment, the developers of uh, Max Payne 1 and 2, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break. Uh, are bringing their engine over to the PS4, uh, so oh. they're they're they are transporting their technology over to other platforms. No longer just Microsoft. So whatever they're working on now, presumably will be multi-platform. And whether that's Alan Wake Two, please God Almighty, I'll do dirty things from Alan Wake Two. <laughs> I will get on my knees for that game. You heard it here first, Sam Lake. If you're listening, buddy, dirty deeds in the game industry. I know it's happening. Um, it's gonna be Max Payne Five. Yeah, they're gonna skip four. They're gonna skip four because that's Remedy. They're weird. Um, <laughs> I'd be down for your Max Payne. Uh, Three was pretty fun. Did they make three? Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> I know three was a de- they, three was pretty fun. They, it was a departure. Oh, I see what you say that. In a lot of ways, I understood it as did game. they make that game? Like, Remedy does the, does the game exist? That's what I understood oh. it as. Yeah, no, Remedy didn't do three. Rockstar. I I, oh, you're right. Rockstar, Rockstar developed three themselves. Yeah. So, so does Rockstar? But three was still good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Rockstar owns the Max Payne IP. So they maybe, they'll be, maybe they'll start a new franchise. That's probably what, it, Max probably what it will Because yeah, be, Max be, Payne was one of my be, uh, favorite games of all time. Yeah. Matt Harm. <laughs> Just always a guy dying with an M name. <laughs> um, Mitchell Suffering. But I'm really bummed out I didn't get to play Quantum Break because I don't own an Mark, Xbox. Mark so. Ouch. Mark Ouch. Mark Ouch. Sammy, Sammy Bruise. It's a uh, conquers, conquers meets Max Payne. So that's exciting. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, the next one is strictly for me as well. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo sets a release date for when Bill buys his Nintendo Switch. Um, Splatoon 2 comes out July 21st, 2017. For those of you who don't pay attention to the news and we're your only source for it. Oops, why? Um, <laughs> Splatoon 2 comes out in July. Uh, Arms comes out in June. That's really close to each other. Interesting. But, uh... The other bit is Nintendo-centric, uh, uh, and that is that they have ceased production on the Nintendo Mini, oh, yeah. the NES Mini or, or whatever. Which I called. Um, uh, Jose, Jose is, uh, he had a vision. I did. That they would stop production on the NES Mini. Um, this, That's how it happened. The, my opinion on this, I don't really have a, fo- a solid one on them stopping production on the NES Mini, because uh, I, don't, I don't really care to buy it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not that bummed out about it, but I know it was in high demand during the holidays. Like, people really wanted this thing, and it was another Nintendo product that people couldn't get mm-hmm. because, like, they, like, to, like, the, to Target, they gave, like, one. Uh, <laughs> that's hyperbole, but, like, that's what it seems like if you want one. Like, mm-hmm. like how many did they possibly well, make? Like, they gave Target five and four bought by employees yeah. before the doors <laughs> opened, even though they're not supposed to do that. Uh, and the thing with this item is, like, mm-hmm. buying it to play the games is, is, like, what you'd expect people want it for, but I think it's mostly people really go nuts for these types of items so that mm-hmm. well now it's collectors now it's a, and two resale now it's a full-on collector's item yeah it really is it's an interesting thing because i wasn't planning on buying it mm-hmm. but if they'd released an snes mini mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a very reasonable price i would have bought an snes mini yeah. for the same price well this was a, nothing says that won't happen still yeah this was a cool thing so it was like 60 bucks for this thing yeah mm-hmm. um so like it was a neat idea it came with a lot of games too you probably can't get uh, often, and it beats paying the virtual console price for some of these games too. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just nice to have something dedicated instead yeah. of running emulators. It's a cool thing to bring to a party. So I understand That's the appeal cool. of it. It's a bummer that they're stopping it, and that the only way for people who haven't been able to get one yet to get one is through eBay or like Craigslist or you die um, and get it in heaven because they got them up there. Uh, um, Nintendo has a direct manufacturer's line to the big man himself, God. That's where all the switches are. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iwata's up there uh, uh, playing them. Uh, but yeah, so that's, 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 a, that's, uh, that's a bummer. Um, but the big hit, the two big hits this, this week, two of them, two, two, the first one, uh, I think is, is great news, I think for consumers, uh, and I mm-hmm. wish Sony would employ something like this because there are quite a few games I would have refunded by now, but Microsoft rolled out, um, self-serving refunds for the mm-hmm. Xbox yep. One and the micro, the Windows Store on the PC, which, um, has been a really popular thing on steam when steam introduced that that you could like like initiate and it isn't like a customer service thing where you got to call somebody it's literally like if you meet the requirements for the refund you do it yourself like right on your console Mm -hmm. or right on your pc or wherever and you're refunded your money um these are the uh terms for that uh uh, within 14 days or something like that yeah like what makes a game eligible games and apps are only eligible for refunds within two weeks of purchase if you have less than two hours of usage across all accounts on that device uh, DLC season passes and who wrote this DLC season passes and DLC are not eligible for self-service <laughs> refunds. Uh, the gamer app must be downloaded and launched at least once before requesting a self-service refund. Obviously you got to play it to know you want to refund it. Uh, you must wait at least one day after the gamer apps launch before requesting a refund. 
Uh, certain Windows 10 apps may not be eligible, blah, blah, blah. Microsoft emphasizes that it reserves the right to block access for users who abuse this system. So people who repeatedly purchase and then refund games simply to test them out are likely to find themselves with a ban. So you can't use this as, like, this is the new demo service. Like, you know, like that. You can't do that or they'll ban you. But, um, but yeah, uh, Jose, have you ever had a game that you've bought on the PS4 that you wished you could send back? I had a few. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few. Evolve. Evolve's mine. In the division? <laughs> no, I, I never got involved. I wasn't that, Evol- that silly. Evolve's my top pick. Um, uh, I don't know why I bought Evolve. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it was a cool premise. Heavy case of buyers remorse. Once you saw it come out, you, yeah. you should have known better. That's what I yeah. did. I bought a drunk at a bar. That's All right. Problem. That's true. That's the problem. I, I think was I was there? there. Yeah, you were with me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it downloaded I don't know if I was there, like, but I know oh, you I got this game. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just doing it. And I went to the PlayStation app and downloaded it on my PS4. And... The, the dangers of convenience. Yeah. I've bought many a game because I'm like, oh, well, I can just buy it on my phone right now. I can just get it right now. Yep. And then having it download. But actually, my primary PS4 is my dad's PS4. So I downloaded it on his PS4. And he didn't know. And he turns out, he's like, oh, I got a free game out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's the game I bought at the bar last night. My bad. I, I, that's right. So I can't typically do remote downloads because it's not my my primary is my dad's. But uh, but yeah, um, there's been there have been some like complaints from like indie devs regarding the refund process. You know, because a lot of their games are shorter. Like say like you know like the the games that are dubbed walking simulators. I don't like to use that term, but like that's for for sake of conversation. Mm-hmm. Those types of games are are usually not any. A lot of them stay within that length. Yeah, some of them are like just 90-minute games. Um, so people on Steam have used that system to play that game and then refund it because they meet the requirement, they finish the game. Um, but <clears throat> like they they don't have anything wrong with the game, they just refunded it because fuck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people have asked for like a percentage system. Uh, I don't know how they track that, though. Yeah, that's there's there's I don't know what a good system is, but it feels yeah. like maybe there should be something. Maybe if the, ga- maybe if the game is is under a certain length of time those should be the games that are not eligible for this one i could see that or that yeah because uh, if a game's only 90 minutes there's no yeah. way it's full price yeah yeah probably like looking at a 10 to 15 dollar game yeah. most likely for those it's weird it's it's a tricky thing to find the balance in between because i 100 percent agree with the refund system and like i don't mm-hmm. think they should take it away and i think consumers should be protected from buying a game that is either broken that that is just total shit or you know or mm-hmm. they just don't really like you know they thought they'd like it you know whatever and and, and the they, poor people that bought Pro Skater, yeah, the last one, Pro Skater Five. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw, I never played it. I just seen like video footage, like of gameplay and stuff. Yeah. And it, it honestly got broke my heart because I mm-hmm. love those games. Mm-hmm. Even Tony up, Hawk just, has acknowledged that that game yeah. was bad. <laughs> he made and, like, like a joke about it. Yeah, like, this past holiday, and, like, it, it's just like this is this is just sad. Yeah, what the hell were they making? Like, wh- like who? And it's worse because like you see the like oh. the behind like the the videos leading up to it and like the designers and stuff. There's like all these young, like yeah, mm-hmm. all these young people are like oh I grew up playing the Tony Hawk games. It was so much fun, and now they just produce this giant pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that's a case of like just, all the kids who played it and think they can make a good one got a job making one. Give me an HD and they remake it up. of Thug. Dude, Tony yeah. Hawk's Give me, Underground. I love that's my favorite Tony Hawk game. That was really and cool. Underground Two and American Wasteland. I loved um, all those games. I haven't. I never. I never played any of them past I mean, the first. Game. Underground Two and American first Wasteland were both really silly games. Especially Underground Two was basically Jackass. Jackass, yeah. yeah. But it was fun. I yeah, enjoyed just, it, and there were still plenty. Don't of even do a remaster. Do do a PS2 on PS4 reboot. But yeah, a brand new game. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, you have a more variety. But in the meantime, I want a remaster. Yeah, like it. 
That would be cool. Hey, Now's I, the time. Now's the time. I mm-hmm. never thought about PS2 and PS4 for stuff like Thug and, yeah. uh, and some of those games. That shit would sell like There's a lot of PS2 crazy. games that I just keep completely mm-hmm. forget about. I was going to say hotcakes, but I never understood why that was a phrase. Sell like hotcakes. I, I think people just used to love pancakes. Maybe maybe McDonald's <laughs> started pancakes. They just sold. Really wow! Well. And then and then they sold really well. And then they introduced a new item, and they were selling well. And they referenced it as, "Wow, these are selling like the hotcakes." Like, and then they were like, "Watch out!" Good. And then that guy quit that job. Find <laughs> that phrase. Sold shirts. Copy wrote that. Sell like hotcakes. Um, I, I a confession to make. I never knew. Hotcakes or pancakes? Until right now? No, not till now. Oh, okay. like like but for a yeah. long time, maybe a year and a half ago. That that's, time, that frame of time, that's impressive. Maybe twenty five. So, what did you think a hotcake was? It's like a hotcake. Like a... <laughs> like... <laughs> and you didn't think like, man, selling like hotcakes. I mean, do hotcakes sell that often? Like ma- ma- cold cakes sell a lot. <laughs> hotcakes. So does that mean something selling bad? Just when it sells like hotcakes. <laughs> I didn't know. You know? Um, because I just called a fucking pancake. Like, well, <laughs> I've only ever known it as pancakes. <laughs> but, uh... Do they sell them as hotcakes at McDonald's? Yeah, they do. Fuck! I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what do they what are they say? Hotcake and egg? What do they call the dish? It might be... I'm not sure. It might, well, they eat at the big though. breakfast. But they refer uh, to it as hotcakes. McDonald's cakes. hotcakes taste like their sausage, though. So like that, it's all in the that, same thing That phrase something. had to happen at a McDonald's. I think it started from McDonald's. It had to happen it, at a McDonald's. That's just a total guess on my part, but it sounds I'm right. not going to fact check that on air, but we're going to leave it as that. I, that's the fact. I, I won't you, correct it, but I want to. Yeah, it. just leave it as known. You could make a face. Like if it's wrong, Rob, make this face. <laughs> if we're correct, do this. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the refund system for Microsoft—that's great. I, I, there's the Xbox One has been like behind the PS4 the entire gen. Things are are looking upwards for them with the Scorpio, but the behind the scenes impressions of that and the specs and everything that's coming out around that looks to be pretty positive and i'm looking forward to their showing at e3 yeah. but they always make these cool little moves that i wish sony would do like with the backwards compatibility thing now granted the arch- architecture of the ps3 makes it so that backwards compatibility from four to three is a little more rough but like name changing uh refunds um we're wrong huh That's a- <laughs> <laughs> you look like an old cartoon squirrel we just got like hit with an acorn where did, where did the phrase hot telling hotcakes come from uh, there's no, there's no specific origin there's that no anyone origin? knows about. Uh, People say so mainly that just that pancakes sold. How old are pancakes? Nineteenth century, at least. The Romans. Like apparently, pancakes <laughs> just sell really well at fairs. <laughs> this is IHOP. That makes sense. like people at fairs can't make enough pancakes to keep up with demand. That's Who's basically getting pancakes what at the fair. I, well, funnel cakes, yeah, pancakes. That's weird. Romans. Well, nineteenth century, you know. I yeah. feel, I feel like, yeah, I think there was a history class. There wasn't much have, going on. There. I might have dozed off in where like they were talking about the Romans and they mentioned pancakes. They mentioned hotcakes. Yeah, the, it was in between the aqueduct lesson and the murder. Julius Caesar, they mentioned pancakes. Um, my history professor in college. They ran shit through the city. Burped pancakes. Yeah, Caesar. They it's pancakes. That's why Julius Caesar was killed. Yeah, pancake recipe. Mm-hmm. For anyone who didn't know that, like alternate history is a thing. Like these things happen. There's many different timelines, and there is a timeline where pancakes were introduced in the Roman times. Julius Caesar was murdered because his pancake recipe would have sold like like hotcakes, <laughs> and he was killed for. Brutus Brutus needed the recipe to impress his, his girlfriend at the time. Her name. Her name was. Um, her name was McDonald's. <laughs> That's where they got the name for the restaurant from. <laughs> well, just like Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that name came from. It was again China, ancient China. Uh, who's the big bad Chinese guy? Lu Bu. Is he real? 
Lubu? I'm pretty sure Lubu's real. Okay. I feel like almost everybody in Dynasty Warriors is real. Because look at the Starbucks logo. Who does it look like? Lubu. What? The big thing's coming out of her head? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like Lubu. Anyway. (laughs) Refunds coming are a great thing for consumers. Sony, please do it too. Um, yeah. I'm hoping to see three Sony make some. I, I refunded one game through Sony, and they just they didn't want me to do it. They yeah they <laughs> please don't. <laughs> it's like it's like and they were sad... like this is a one time exception, and you will never be able to refund a game ever again. Yeah, you one shot. <laughs> like w- w- fuck you. <laughs> yeah, they're Sony's customer service. Every time I hear stories about them, when it comes to, like refunds or like mm-hmm. even like even like a chargeback or like yeah. somebody used got into my account and like got my like if you. This is legit. This has happened to many people. If their Sony account gets hacked and somebody buys stuff with their account, if you force a chargeback with your credit card company, Sony will ban you. They will ban your account. Yep. They will ban you, you off of PlayStation everything Network you for protecting your money mm-hmm. and getting your money back. The way that people do it with credit cards is by doing the chargeback by con- okay, this is not my charge. Let me call my bank. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't me. I'm I'm work. You know, I'm waiting for an email back from Sony. Can I please have my money back? Oh yes, we're the bank. We're nice. We'll give you your money back. I don't thought I'd say that sentence. Um, but uh, and then Sony will see that. Oh fuck him. He's a good guy. Burn him. Like <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> Almost as if people are using it to buy games and get their money back for free when that's not the fucking case, Sony. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, there are strides in customer service that I think companies need to make. Steam's is particularly not that great in terms of, like, communication. Mm-hmm. Refund's great. They, you know, they automate all their shit. But when it comes to conversating with a real human being, I, I hear horror stories about yeah. Steam. They've made public statements. Everyone like, needs to get on Amazon's level. Amazon's great. Amazon and Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard customer service is incredible. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening at home, Jose has made a penis out of a hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very uh, um, strong penis. Anyway, uh, the next big hit. I don't want to talk about the game as much as I do a particular topic that um, it, it spills into other games. But uh, we could talk about it briefly for for a second, regardless. But they fully revealed Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront Two mm-hmm. yes. uh, at the Star Wars Celebration uh, last week, uh, which is exciting. Um, and they kind of assuaged the fears of a lot of people. Um, there is a single player campaign. There it crosses. Uh, the lo- the borders of all eras of Star Wars. You're getting Darth Maul. You're getting your you're getting your clones. You're getting your Yoda droids. Yoda droids. You're getting Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. You're getting Rey coming over to my house. You're getting um, John Boyega. Um, is he in the game? Uh, I'm I not s- confirmed. I assume be. right. It'd be yeah. weird. They just cut him out specifically. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're getting a, a lot of things that people thought were missing from the first one, and even mm-hmm. with the campaign, the campaign's being written by the Spec Ops Align guy and Mitch Dyer from IGN, which I saw that and why, that's weird. Um, but, you know, I, well, but I, I think I, the main I, thing to say about the story yeah. in this game is that it's confirmed to be canon. Yeah. yeah. That's and it's going to bridge the gap between mm-hmm. uh, Jedi and The Force Awakens. And so 30 years, I mean, I, you know, PlayStation confirmed you're going to play as Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren during the campaign. So obviously it's not just going to follow that person's story, cool. but cool. I think that's the main focus. And then with the, with the fact of it being canon, Disney's going to make sure, yeah. you know, that it's going out right. So there's some quality there, yeah. If it wasn't canon, it'd be one thing. I'd be worried. But the, the fact thing. that they're making it canon and they're doing things that haven't been talked about in the Star Wars universe, except for maybe in some books, it's important to get it right. I think what, what, what I'm excited about about the campaign is, or what I expected it to be, is that I expected it to be, um, and not that this would have been a bad thing, but I'm, I'm happy that it's the direction it is. 
um, that they're taking it. But I, I was expecting the format that Battlefield One took, where you know you have the separate war stories, right? And, yeah. and you pick out of you could play them out of order. But it seems like it's going to follow a narrative, mm-hmm. a narrative line that goes through a campaign rather than like, oh, I want to play these guys now, I mean these guys now, and yeah. these guys now. And you can play them any order you want, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think little, that would have been a cool thing. To see yeah, that's what stories, I was expecting. But I also think it's really cool to have a full story yeah, with exactly. a character. It's cool from the Empire's point of view. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like you, at it. least you start the game. You know, I, you know who knows where the story's going to go, but you're starting that game loyal to the Empire yeah. and the Emperor, that's and that's cool. cool. That's really cool. Uh, we get some nice shades of gray. Well, no, they're pretty bad, but I mean, like in terms of character and like because that, that is always an app. Has that ever been explored? I'm not like super I'm well versed. Certain it's been on Star Wars. in the extended universe, but like, mostly I like, know the movies the best. Like yeah. so. they've they've done they've done books and comic book series on mm-hmm. so, on certain. Um, members of the Empire. Mm-hmm. I know, um, I think it was Marvel that recently did a, a story about Darth Vader. Oh, cool. Which is supposed to be really, really good. The Darth really Vader comic's really great. I've read part of it. Um, which I want to get also. Um, awesome. And I think they're doing one for Darth Maul. Probably. I they did one for Lando, so. Yeah. Really, yeah. it could so go anywhere. So they, they, <laughs> they go specific on characters, not necessarily like the entire mm-hmm. Empire, where like, it's like where the Rebels, you have the entire Rebel side that you're like kind of looking at. Life in the Empire, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, I mean, I guess they kind of did, they explored that too in uh, in the Old Republic, the MMO, where you can play yeah. on the bad side and mm-hmm. you can kind of. Um, but like, I think it's cool. Like, it's definitely humanizing, been explored, but not in a yeah. big mainstream way. Yeah, like humanizing also, that side. There, there was that game, um, Republic Commando, mm-hmm. that I, I never played, but I heard was really good. It was basically Rainbow Six in the Star Wars universe. Oh, mm-hmm. was that on Xbox the original Xbox? It was on the Xbox and it's on the PC. Oh, cool, um, sweet. So that's exciting. That's that's mm-hmm. this this. The game looks to improve everything. Like, there's a reason I didn't buy the first game. Yeah. And this, Black and everything they've said about this makes me think, wow, this is like day one. Because what they nailed in Battlefront 1 was the look and the sounds and the feel of Star Wars. That's yeah. what they were pretty much feeding off of the nostalgia and Star Wars coming mm-hmm. back and all yeah. that stuff. Which is why I got but it. Like it was you, a cool like game, you but said, there was I no. Think, sorry. I didn't it's okay. to talk over you. Um, what are you saying? There's just, so, there's oh, just yeah. no longevity yeah. to it. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. And I think, like you said, they were rushed to get the first one out. The meet the meet mm-hmm. Force Awakens deadline mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And like, we need this game out now because Force Awakens comes out the next month, and we don't want we want this game. Everyone's like, I can't wait for Star Wars, and they're so rabid for Star Wars that mm-hmm. I'll buy this game right now because you know to get in the mood. Because I know for a fact when I saw Force Awakens, all I wanted to do was go home and play Battlefront after I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just in the zone, like you know. Um, so then and, and uh, they've gotten a lot of community feedback from Battlefield yeah. One, even though it's not the same dice team, is it? No, but it's still dice as a whole. They still take yeah. that feedback. Yeah, it's still it's. I believe it's still members of dice, but not not all the people that worked on right. the battlefield. Yeah, because some of those members did. So work they've on had a longer development cycle, more input about how to make the game, better. and they have the first game to build on too. They already have a, exactly. a product made. And so I can... think I think it has potential to be as good as Pandemic's original Battlefront Two. I'm excited, and I really hope it is. Uh, the 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 next step in in like like forcing everybody's uh, uh, alignment towards this game into a positive light is that they are also ditching the season pass, which is kind of mm-hmm. where I want to talk about also, like, blanketing all games uh, in the shooter genre, but any 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 genre, really. But they're ditching the season pass, and I assume they'll be taking the route that, like, Titanfall takes mm-hmm. or, like, Overwatch takes or Killing Floor takes or any game I, that produces content for free takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee there's plenty of... Uh, uh, cosmetics yes they did confirm yeah. classes which the first battlefront that's one of the big things was lacking was classes mm-hmm. classes are a big part of the original battlefront 2 and so bringing it back because classes work they work in battlefield they'll work here i'm very excited about especially because they're bringing the droids in it's how it's weird like you can't just bring the droids in and not have classes yeah because yeah. you have basic droid you have super battle droid droid like they have to be classes i wonder if we'll get and so i'm excited Grievous. about that system 
I hope so. He was he great was in Arrow. Awesome. I can't wait. Like the road ahead, they're just going to be revealing characters, and it's going to be great because they've got all three eras to pick yeah. Jedi heroes out of. Do you think that <clears throat> without the season? Now this is maybe a stretch, but like without a season pass, with the content just coming, and like mm-hmm. obviously they're they're going to have cosmetics. They'll probably have a box that you get by playing, or you can buy, similar mm-hmm. to the battle packs in Battlefield, similar to loot boxes in Overwatch dissimilar from the stuff we get in Rocket League and Killing Floor where you got to pay to open the box. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll employ that kind of system. No. I think a lot of smaller devs take that route because then they're guaranteed money for their boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, Blizzard doesn't really need the loot box money, but, like, like they'll, they'll get purchases. But, like, Rocket League and Killing Floor, like, those guys, like, they don't get as many sales as an EA or a, or a Blizzard game mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the guaranteed money from opening the box is probably why they go that route for a lot of smaller indie games. Because mostly smaller indie games that require a key. Or cheaper games. Like, Counter-Strike's 15 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so... Um, but do you think that with the lack of a season pass and like you know, the like not looking to make all your buck up front with the season pass or with the DLC or whatever that, and the fact that this game covers all eras, like, do you think this will be the Battlefront that rides us through the entire trilogy of movies? Like, do you think like mm-hmm. Battlefront Two, like Battlefield One, is is like that's the Battlefield game for like a few years now? Like, we're not getting another main Battlefield game for a little while. That's their game. So, last one we had was Battlefield Four, and that came out for. Four years I ago? think maybe it'll get more Actually, support. Three, three or four years? Three, three or four? Years. Three years. I think it's going to come out with map packs similar to Titanfall, so they don't split the community, because that's a yeah. big thing that happened in Battlefront, is the community got split with every map pack. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's less and less people playing. I do think maybe Heroes will be released on a pay basis. Buy Heroes. Or at that least, you sense. know, maybe be able to get them in-game, but be able to pay up front kind yeah. of deal. Similar, similar. I think, For Honor. Like, if you buy the For Honor season I, pass, that, you get Yes, a, that's another good example of a game that gives you free content, but has, like... But they're, oh, adding, they're adding free maps. They're adding free heroes that you can get, but yeah. they're also letting you pay for them. I think I can see it following a similar model. The way Ubisoft does theirs with Rainbow Six and For Honor, where they release things, and you can get them in-game, but if you want them early or you want them now, you can pay for them. Um, in terms of characters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so I yeah. can see that being. A, I can see the character, and maybe like because that the, doesn't mess with like the the balance yeah, yeah. of the game. Yeah, if you can't play as this, and that's Jedi. not a bad system. I don't mind yeah. that system at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I, I like that system because yeah, like I like, think that could work out. So if they release fucking, I was gonna name a Star Wars hero I don't like, but you like them all, probably. There's probably someone. Name one you buy. like less than Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't buy Jar Jar. <laughs> there we go. That's that's yeah. I I I, I purged that there one from my which mind. Which I fa- I found out recently that there in the comics, um. Jar Jar Binks' dad attempted to kill himself because of his son. <laughs> this is, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was straight fan service, and that's hilarious that that would be fan service. I guess, like, I guess his family was they were like um, for generations they were whalers on their planet, and on a whaling expedition, Jar Jar was on the ship with his dad, and um, there was like a big storm or something, and Jar Jar was in charge of like guiding the ship. <laughs> And he fucked up and got his entire family like on a, like a deserted island. Oh my god! And the ship is wrecked. And um, <laughs> after some time, he couldn't take anymore, so he points the gun to his head. And his wife was like, "No, think about your son." And when she said that, that's when he squeezed the trigger. Oh my god! That's Holy amazing. Shit. But it didn't kill him, and he was <laughs> and he was sad because he didn't die. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks still fucking it up for his dad. So nobody likes... It's confirmed that nobody... Well, Jack likes Jar Jar Binks. But, like, nobody aside from... Yeah. Of course he does. (laughs) But he also liked Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie. Oh. I'm feeling ill. (laughs) So... So one person in the world likes Jar Jar Binks, and it's not even his father. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Then again, I'd probably buy that hero just for the... uh... It'd be hysterical. Yeah. Running around in Jar Jar Binks. With big, stupid, yeah. floppy ears. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, Misa, I, like, useless. I'd more... love to see that because I'd love to see them release a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. like this is like, Battlefront. I want to play and as Bosk. I want to play as IG8. I think they released Bosk actually in Battlefront One. Huh. And they Which can work on, cool. on characters from the animated shows. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, you, ha- you can pull stuff off of Rebels. You can pull because they say they're going across all eras. Those do count. True. Yeah. I don't know if they said all eras or all three eras. And then the, the prequel shows use, you had a ton more Jedi like as well. So hyper realism. Yeah. Kind of a graphic, so I don't know if they'll dip into the animated shows, but they could grab Kiadi Mundi. Mm. I mean, get Mister. I mean, like, get Mister Twelve Head in there. Yeah. I mean, the, the Clone Wars show is during the prequel era, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean, like that because it has like Obi Wan and that counts. I think that would be. Yeah, I just think Obi-Wan. bringing it from animated to that would be interesting. Yeah, well, it'd be an interesting attempt. You know, it'd be cooler to see. Like the clones, they could bring in easy. Yeah, yeah. Because the clones just have armor. We can get Mace Windu in his purple lightsaber. I would love Mace Windu. I'd love all the heroes that were in the original Battlefront. I would guarantee that Mace Windu is in this game. Mm -hmm. I would bet my life on it. That's a weird thing to bet your life on. (laughs) But but I can see that being a thing. But yeah, I hope to see it. Um, EA confirms no Mace Windu. (laughs) Oh, well, fuck. But uh, I want to talk about map packs in general. um, Because we've seen a few devs, like, go... Like, there's a fork in the road. And there are some... Thank you, Jose, for getting the lights. Thank you. Um... Uh, there's a there seems to be a fork in the road, um, at, at at either the publisher level or not, I would say that maybe both, um, because there are Activision published games like Overwatch, which Activision doesn't have a hand in Blizzard, um, at, but there seems to be a fork uh, and EA because EA published Titanfall. I, mean, I don't know where I don't know where, what level this fork in the road is developing at, but it's it's happening where you're seeing devs go all content will be free for life. Uh, so, so, so to not split the community, and then another row people are going down where they're still releasing season passes and map packs, mm-hmm. um, which we saw introduced back in the old days of Xbox. Um, or at least that was the first time I was ever introduced to a map pack mm-hmm. was Halo 2. Um, but the cool thing about Halo 2 is map packs, the map-tacular pack and the kill-tacular pack. Um, great naming scheme, Bungie. Uh, <laughs> as they released them, um, like the first map pack ever, I think was the map-tacular pack. Wing-wing widget was the map-tacular, was the map-tacular pack. It came out on like July 5th. And then on August 30th, they rolled all those maps into the game for free. So it was kind of nice. like, you buy the maps, you play in the playlist, the exclusive playlist for free, whatever, whatever. Or not for free, but early. And you know. But then after a month and a half, they went, okay, that's enough time for that. We rolled into the base game, so all the maps are in all the playlists. Nice. It kind of worked on like an early access system, uh, which I like that mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good system. I'm always iffy about season passes for multiplayer but, games. But I can see a lot of people nowadays seeing a system and go, well, I paid for it. Why do they get it for free a month later? Well, yeah, just, they, do, they do do that. Then just wait. Because uh, mm-hmm. towards um, towards the end of the Battlefield life cycle, they always yeah um, release their DLC people, for free. People complain, and people complain. Like, look, man, like you've been playing this DLC for, for the m- last year and a half, <laughs> yeah, two years. for months. These people are just getting it now. Like, exactly. what the fuck is the big like deal? when they release that DLC they can, for free? That's why aren't when you people mad that they can go the and buy the, the fucking time. definitive edition for twenty five bucks? But yeah, because they're getting it for free. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. That that makes no sense to me, but there's just a lot of people who just don't yeah. really. No, no matter what decision you make with, with a consumer product, there's going to be one side of it that sees something that is anti-consumer or shitting against the early adopters or whatever. Happens with tech, you know. You, I mean, I just I just don't bother with season passes. I don't typically do it either. Yeah, because I, I, the thing is, when all the content's released, even for single player games, they don't delete the season pass. Yeah, you can still buy the season pass typically. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. So I'd rather, it's worth like, it. I, you don't lose a lot. You, season passes only save like $10, oh, $15. Oh, I prefer to just buy things as they come out because then I know what I'm buying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hand out my money and then, you know, get whatever they decide to make. Like, I'm not even pre-ordering the Zelda season pass. Although I do have to spend... I well, do, you I have, have to have buy to. the season pass. Yeah. But... <laughs> they don't have it separate. That's true. Nintendo's like, fuck it. Yeah. We, 
We'll call it a season pass. If I had the option, I would buy just the August DLC and just the... Why do they even... In Nintendo's case, why do they even call that a season pass? It's not a season pass. Well, it's called it's, an expansion pass, technically. It's not even called a pass. Just like, here's yeah. the DLC. That's This is the expansion. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's but, weird. Uh, like, they've outlined what's in it, sort yeah. of. Yeah. I'm sure they'll get Vaguely. more into it when it's closer to release. But um, it's, it's an odd thing. But it's only $20 also. Yeah. It's, so. it's not a bad price. Um, and that game's a masterpiece. The only season pass I bought so far has been Neo. Um, just because... Well, that game's had amazing post-launch That support, game's so. had for a lot of free stuff at mm-hmm. launch, and I... For 25 bucks, I'm like, you know what? I'm get, we're getting, like, three That's or four... We're getting, like, like, three or four expansions. Like, fine. Like, I'll Fallout 4 season it. pass is a big issue for me, because it was a cheaper price. Mm. And they decided, hey, we're putting a lot of content in this game, so we're gonna raise the price. And yeah. one thing that was added, two expansions to the game, and three settlement building expansions. Mm-hmm. That is not worth $50. No. And one short little expansion that is still settlement building plus robot building how about this and that practice pisses that's one of the practices that does piss me off and i Mm -hmm. will complain about it is the whole like here's our season pass you know this is the season pass and you buy it and oh our season pass is worth more now so we're gonna hike the price if you're making either content that you believe is priced more or you weren't expecting like more work going in than you expected eat the fucking bullet and keep the season pass the same price like Mm -hmm. i i don't believe that aspect of it is fair um the only one that i saw that i i didn't mind Going up like that was the Dying Light Pass. Dying Pass went up ten bucks, but the content that they released was yeah. also twice the size of what yeah. they were going to release. The following was yeah. huge. The following was a huge. It was larger yeah. than the base game itself. I liked that game a lot. It's a really fun game. Um, and uh, their post-launch support for Dying Light was impeccable. Like, yeah, th- it's really hard to to be. I really like that game. Like you started that game up, and it was like, hey, thanks for buying our game. Yeah, yeah. 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 They were cool devs. And they would, mm-hmm. like, when they would lose patches, you'd open the game, and there'd be a little video, like, hey, yeah. it's me, Eric Cohansen. I work on Dying Light. And he'd get, like, cool, I know Eric now. This is great. <laughs> These guys are my friends. Um, I never got to play the co-op on that. It's fun. It's just fun. I played a little bit with, uh, with these guys. Um, yeah, I still have the video for that. Yeah. I think it's part of the clip that I did. Yeah, there was that guy that was on his knees, kind of glitched out, mm-hmm. just kind of <laughs> moving around. But it was a fun game in general, and that one I understand the the, the season pass being yeah. increased. Um, but it was only yeah. increased. It was only increased the ten bucks. One's just bad because they they had already announced Far Harbor. So and they were like, "Hey, the next three expansions we put out are going to be so big that we need to raise the price." And they announced uh, Nuka World. So yeah. going so going to back to multiplayer. Um, cause like, yeah, like even single player season pass, I don't typically buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those are easier to wait on because like, if it's a multiplayer game that you're playing a lot, I think there's more pressure to buy the DLC of the season yeah. pass because you want to stay up. If it's a game you love, you want to stay up to date and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, what a, pr- I mean, maybe the answer will be obvious, but obviously I think like in terms of support and what you, what you feel comfortable paying for matters too. Um, but like we've seen examples now with Overwatch, we've seen examples of Titanfall, with Killing Floor, with Rainbow Six Siege, with For Honor, where devs are, are releasing things for free and with an increased emphasis on cosmetics. But then we also see the games that kind of keep the map pack, the two the two big ones that keep their map packs. They 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 have kept them forever. Um, is Battlefield and Call of Duty. They mm-hmm. they keep the the four map packs typically four or five and a season pass that that is that is usually available. Um, but what's interesting about them keeping those is that. Like, despite Call of Duty adding cosmetic boxes, and despite Battlefield also adding cosmetic boxes, which are the monetization method used in Titanfall, mm-hmm. and Overwatch, and Rainbow Six, and For Honor, and, you know, the games that, like, here's what's paying for those maps, they they have those boxes, too, and still have the map packs, which mm-hmm. I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making money off of 
the cod, I don't know what the cod boxes are even called. Supply crates? I, I don't even know. Um, and the battle packs, like, they're still selling. You can still buy those. Battlefields works pretty much identical to Overwatch, except you don't get them for leveling, but uh, you can get them just by playing randomly, which means you can get on a hot streak and get, like, six in a row, which isn't a bad system. Um, but more often than not, you don't get any at all. Um <laughs> When it's uh, only given a ten out of sixty-four players, <laughs> that's true as well. Yeah, the 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 sample size is is uh, is uh, on the unlucky side. I think but we'll, we'll probably see cosmetic boxes in Battlefront as well. Most definitely, most definitely. It'll probably but be... there's only forty players in those lobbies, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they do it similar to how they do battle packs, um, like I, I, I'm curious, like if at all, like with increased pressure either from the public or or even seeing how successful it is in Battlefront Two, like is it possible? that these systems are put in place in COD and Battlefield to, like, test the wall. How successful would a battle pack system be if we offered it with cosmetics and you pay for it and whatever, and we offer that system? If we make enough money on that, would it be possible in the next Battlefield to maybe ditch Season Pass or ditch mm-hmm. the map packs and rely solely on that? Does that provide enough income? Um, I think it's an interesting thing because EA owns so many games. Yeah. yeah. So many shooters that are out. So, you know, they depend on the profits from the full expansions from Call of Duty and Battlefield. And Destiny. Yeah. And so for Titanfall and Battlefront, they're like, let's give them a couple games where they can just get this stuff when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, you, you may you may not be far off. Or maybe they're looking at lowering the prices of it. Because what they announced now with the premium, premium friends. Pre- premium yeah, premium cool. friends. That's cool. Um, it could kind of lead to something like that. Because right now, um, my brother and I have, have premium. So if you guys are in our party and we play, you can play those maps. Mm-hmm. The XP you gain there, however, won't yeah. you won't get. Yeah. Um, you won't be able to unlock the weapons or the vehicles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you can play the maps. Yeah, I think that's a fair system. Um, yeah, get to try the content. Yeah. yeah, but I think if you do get premium, the XP that you gained, I think you you, you get it. You like, get it. Also, just builds I up. Think I'm not. That sounds sure. about what I read. If we're wrong on that, that'd be cool. Whatever. But like, like, you just play still, DLC with yeah. your friends for a long time, then you buy yeah. it and you just but get five still, levels. <laughs> it's it's a great way to not have friends separate. Yeah, mm-hmm. separated. Yeah. Because I remember when we had, we had the premium pass for uh, Battlefield 4, and then we would play with, my brother and I would play with some friends, they didn't have any of the DLC, so like we really we have to go in there, filter out the maps, and like really mm-hmm. pick and choose yeah. where we're going to be able to play. But, I, I, um, I think, I think... So that's not a bad idea. And Payday did something similar to that, uh, with Payday 2 on the PC, where only the host mm-hmm. needed the DLC, and everyone that was nice. in that room can play. It's like that with uh, Vermintide as well, the, yep. War, the Warhammer nice. game. As long as one person has it, you can play all the content. As long as the which I think is a game. great. Is yeah, a, there's a there's a Nintendo game right where one person has it, everybody can just play it without even owning the game. Oh, I want to say yes. It was I'm a DS to, game. I'm I'm it to wasn't Mario Kart, was it? No, no, no. Oh, you mean like like the actual game itself? Like someone just owned the game. It was Mario Kart. Was it Mario Kart DS? I don't expect that to happen. It was like share cart play or whatever. Yeah, there's a they did it with one one or two games. Like where you put Mario Kart in, you press the button. It's ad hoc. Like you couldn't do it like over a long distance. But if you're in the same distance, you can all play. Yeah. But I was thinking of I forgot about that. Just unrelated. I was I was thinking back to For Honor. Like even when those new heroes come out. You can buy them with steel. You can buy the pass to get them early, but mm. you can still play them. Yeah. You just can't customize them. Exactly. You can try them out still. Yeah. Like, you still get to play them as much as you Dude, want. I didn't know that. Until Neither I did I. Them, I bought, like, until I bought the heroes with steel. <laughs> um, I think one interesting way they could, if, if they are go, if, like, maybe this is a trial and the, you know, because every game they iterate, it is, like, Battlefield Premium could still exist as a service um, if they wanted to give out, like, you know, increased rates on boxes or, like, you know, a little, like, ESO Plus on Elder Scrolls Online mm-hmm. gives mm-hmm. you, like, all like 
early access to things gives you some bonus XP. It gives you some other benefits. But then also, then maybe Battlefield Premium could also offer, like, maybe you get early access to these maps before they roll out mm -hmm. to everybody for free. Like, you get, like, a month in there or whatever. Like, like as, like, a thank you for, like, buying our premium service or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, that I mean, that's how they launch the game. Yeah. That's how they're launching Battlefront, like, three days early if you have premium. Oh. Wait. Wait, Battlefront? Battlefront Premium, I guess. I don't know. What, I don't know what the totally details, but the game you'll get the game like three days early if you get this special. So Battlefront does that's have they, premium. That's what they did with Battlefield One. If you get, if there's like a deluxe edition, maybe something like oh, that. Oh, I was gonna say because there's no season pass for Battlefront yeah. Two. So. I don't know if it's premium or if it's just like a deluxe edition, but yeah. there's some there's something you can do to get to play the game. Because Battlefield One they had the early enlister edition. Because mm -hmm. the game launched on a Friday. Yeah. Gotcha. Like if you got the early gotcha. edition, edition, you would get it. The it Tuesday wasn't getting before. premium; it was getting a different edition, like yeah. a deluxe thing. I got yeah. you. I got Battlefront's you. getting something like that. Yeah, that confused me for a second. Um, Which is what a lot of games, because Gears of War did the same thing. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. people complained about that. They complained about the Battlefield, but not. I'm just here to complain because the game obviously was meant to come out on Tuesday, because all games come out on <laughs> Tuesday, and they just push the release to Friday for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a way to sell the the the. Uh... Oh shit! Oh. <sighs> I had a lingering point from the Fallout season pass. From, from <laughs> <laughs> it just came back in my head. Uh, we, have, we can move on from that, though. We can move on from that. But, uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see, though, because, I mean, like, EA publishes Titanfall, and they employ that model. I'm curious mm -hmm. how much money Titanfall makes, because um, yeah. that player count dwindled mm -hmm. for Titanfall. You may be seeing, like, 6,000 concurrent on PS4, or down from, like, 20,000 when it came out. And even 20,000 wasn't that Which, impressive. Yeah, it's a shame. Every time the game comes up, everybody says, please, buy it. It's good. Yeah. It's really fun. And I agree. It's a good game. I think what could help But even with... I'm guilty of not getting on much. Yeah, yeah. I think what could help with that, with Titanfall 2, is they they have like that single-player trial that's out. You can play the first two mm -hmm. missions or whatever. Uh, is, that, was a, that was a good campaign. Is make, make the multiplayer free... Reduce the price to like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. Make the multiplayer a free download, and make you have to pay to unlock the campaign. Like just a way to inject life into the population of that mm -hmm. game. Because yeah, they'll have loyal players forever, like the people who just love Titanfall. Mm -hmm. But then that population stagnates, where everybody's this golden god at the game, and like everyone gets bored of it because you're not like. Oh, they're literally playing the same people. Yeah. Like you start to recognize names. Yeah. It's just it's just you know like a little some stagnation there. I'm sure some people don't mind that. That's why they hang out on server communities on PC. They play with the same people all the time, but. Mm -hmm. But it's not hard to find a match. It's just it it shouldn't be where where it's at. I think Titanfall two deserves more success. Mm -hmm. um, I also think they could maybe afford to maybe put the pedal to the metal with releasing the content. I I, I don't I can't speak to how game development they, they, works. They but... did a big improvement over the first game. Though. The yeah. first game was lacking, very yeah. lacking. No campaign. Oh no, yeah, it was. A, but no it is a shame. Like like Titanfall is getting these free map packs, but the only maps released so far are just remasters of Titanfall yeah. one maps, which is kind of yeah disappointing. Like I, I like Angel City. I'm glad it's in Titanfall too. Colony. Um, but like when you're releasing free maps, I'd like new maps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th there's also that there's an argument against um, the free model is with Battlefield One. Battlefield One and, and Titanfall Two came out right around the same exact time. Mm -hmm. In that span of time since launch, Battlefield One has released an, a, their first expansion with a few new maps, a bunch of new guns, new operation, you know, all, all these different things, new vehicles, blah blah blah, all the stuff that comes along with that. In the same amount of time, Titanfall has released like two maps, two or three maps. Like yeah, like two one, maps, a game mode, one mode that no one wants to play, exclusive map, and, and... yeah, <laughs> like like maybe making it as a map pack that you know you're gonna get money up front for maybe allows you to put more work into it. Mm -hmm. Like the the revenue stream might be a little more front loaded instead of like trickle the trickle whatever. Mm -hmm. um, because you also see it with with. Uh, with For Honor, you know, they, they take a while, or with Rainbow Six, or... We even with, see it in Overwatch. You know, with Overwatch, yeah, you don't get a lot in an update. You get, it's, 
the thing with Blizzard is they've been keeping it consistent on like a few month basis, where like you're always getting communicated with what's coming. Yeah. Whereas like stop like Titanfall, like they just released a roadmap finally of what's coming in the next few months. Um, but like you know you're like, hey guys, you said you're gonna be releasing stuff for free. Like where is it? Like is that a side effect of like you know that system where you know they aren't able to put as much work into one piece because they don't. It's an interesting. I mean, almost a year of Overwatch and we've seen two maps. Oasis is technically three maps, but you know. Yeah, I think they put more work into their heroes than making maps. I mean, for sure, and heroes take a lot of work. Yeah, to to get a, uh, to get a new hero, give it unique abilities and balance in a yeah. game. I don't even want to. I couldn't um, imagine. Uh, I think for the first anniversary, they'll probably do something. But we can sit here and talk about DLC all, all yeah. damn day. Uh, <laughs> I want to move on to some of the games we've been playing, Jose. Um, I talked a little bit about it myself last week, but I didn't have as much time into it as I do now, and you weren't there. Uh, and and that game is Persona Five. Uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> that's Jose's review of Persona 5 um, uh, I, I'm not much further than you I'm, I'm not as far ahead of you as you might think uh, um, I'm probably only hmm, I just beat the first palace um, like a few in-game days ago and I didn't get much further than that so like you mentioned you're on the third floor you're not that far from the end of that uh, of that palace yeah but I yeah, am. <laughs> There's things called palaces. No, I, I'm, I'm really... It has floors. I'm really bad. Wait, with, the third floor is almost over? I'm really, I'm really bad. I thought there would be 12 floors. I'm really bad with spoilers with this game for some reason. Like, things that aren't spoilers. Someone was like, I didn't like the second half of the game. I'm like, well, fuck. Now I know the second half of the game isn't good for this guy. I'm spoiled. Like, I'm getting really bad with it. Where I read someone say something and I go, well, motherfucker. Someone was like, oh, I love Feudabuzz story. Um, and I'm like, now I know that's probably good. Like, no. <laughs> Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, you're the persona expert on this on this panel. Is I only ever really played about 20 hours of four. Uh, never really got back to it. It's one of the side effects of a long RPG. I put it down for a year. I don't get back to it. Uh, and I just spoiled on it a few times. My 50 uh, percent my fault. Um, but has it met your expectations? Are, are you are you enjoying Persona Five as much as you thought you would? I'd say it's exceeded my expectations. Um, every time I've been seeing up to date it was just really good. Yeah. But to actually be able to play it because I avoided. All videos. Only I only seen like trailers. I didn't see any. I didn't even see like the voice actor things. I didn't see most of the Japanese videos. I didn't read anything on like the subreddit or anything like that. I didn't even read what any of the new mechanics were. Sweet. Aside from like that's the, always a good thing to do. Aside like, from yeah. like now being able to negotiate with the shadows again, mm-hmm. like it was in Persona One which and is, Two, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, um. But no, I went in there almost blind, and I'm glad I did because mm-hmm. I feel like it made it that much better. Um. It's still an excellent game. And um, it's definitely going to be more than, well, I don't want to say definitely, but it's right now it's going to, it's looking like it's going to be my game of the year. I can see that for a lot of people. Um, sure. Everything about it is just great. I have not encountered anything in it that I do not like. Um, and it is hands down the most stylish game I've ever fucking played. Yeah. Let- not just, not, it doesn't just look pretty, but I mean like, it's just stylish as fuck. It's like yeah. watching... I don't even know how to put it. It's like watching a fashion show that doesn't suck and you understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything is just so well done and well catered and just like detailed to down the... The load screens yeah. are beautiful to look at. Because they're like... When you're, on, when you're on the trains and stuff and you're getting out of your station or whatever oh, like and it loads through and yeah. it shows the, pay, the people mm. bustling and moving around the train. And one thing that you and I spoke about is how people that don't mean anything to you in the game they have no face. Yeah. Because they're not people you're going to remember. They're just yeah. random people out in the city. Because you're, you're out in Tokyo. So there's 
hundreds of thousands of people everywhere. Mm-hmm. So people that won't mean shit to you literally won't mean shit to you, even in a, vi- in a visual aesthetic. Yeah. Like, they have the detail to their clothing and everything, but like most people, like, if you're walking through Manhattan, nobody has a face They're to you because you're to not going to yeah. see them yeah. I don't, ever again. Yeah. I don't know. And that makes exactly... sense. I mean, you know you're not going to miss any. Like, if there's an important NBC, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll, you'll be able to person. tell. Yeah. And, that's um, cool. That's how, like, the loading screen's like that. Even when it goes down when you're going from one day to the next, where the screen turns black, and then it has the lights at the top of the building. Oh, it's so cool looking, dude. Like, start lighting up, like, the red and white lights for, like, the planes I, and stuff. I know next to nothing about this yeah. game, but if I was to leave recording here and buy a new video game right now, it would be Persona 5. Like, it just... just based yeah. on everything I've And then it, it fades, and then it fades in with the city in the background, all, like, hand-drawn, it looks like. And then it shows you the next day, and a dagger stabs the date, and yep. then you start... Right That's there, awesome. and the loading is fucking minimal, super fast. How how and it helps because it looks so nice. So yeah, <laughs> so like the low screen will flash by, but then that's it. It flashes yeah. by and you're back to playing. That's awesome. Um, everything it's it, it is literally the most stylish fucking game I ever played. Yeah. and I can I, I can stay there for twenty minutes just looking at a menu, going back and forth. Dude, there's a point good towards looks. the end of the first palace where there's song two songs in the game so far, but the but like towards the end of the palace. The song was playing, and I'm like, oh, I got to walk into the boss room, and I'm just standing there like, I'm about to throw it down for a little bit, and I'm bobbing my head like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a phantom thief. And I felt so cool, and I'm like, I'm like messaging people on Discord like, I feel so cool right now. That's not, it's only irrelevant, but I felt real badass <laughs> in the moment, where I just, like, you could just absorb the sounds and sights of this game without mm-hmm. even, like, you could put the controller on like, man, that's so nice looking. Like That's another big staple in the Persona series, is like the music. Mm. Is not only is the music Dude. just really good, holy shit! But the music changes and fits perfectly depending on the setting of that persona in particular. Yeah. So it's not like um, if you play like the old Final Fantasy games, you can tell it's all Uematsu's work. They all sound they don't sound similar, but they have that sound where it's like, oh, I know it's him. Mm-hmm. And this you can kind of tell it's Meguro as well, but they all sound different. So like um, in Persona Three, where you're in a more urban area, there's a lot of more like hip hop tones to the music. And then in four, where you're in a more rural area, there's a lot more like, just like really dreamy, kind of pop, um, shoegazy kind of stuff. Yeah. And now this is a fusion of Some like trip hop and like jazz, acid jazz and baby. stuff like that. And it's just, it's just the music is just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> the one song that plays, uh, I forget when, because like what's cool about the game is like uh, certain songs will only trigger once you get to a certain point in the game, and like it'll become that regular song that you hear all the time, like mm-hmm. the song that plays at night. Um, gets different. I, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil things, but I, I mean, I, I, I mean, a, a new song happens. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not buying it now. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but that's what I would do. <laughs> um, but like, it, and it changes, and, and like, and like hearing these songs come on, and like, like the game does such a good job. Like we talk about how good it looks, like the style and everything. Like, and like some people will ask, like, is it? When the novelty wears off, you know, do you get a no- like because uh, it's always in your face. The game style, the game is always waving its dick at you. Like, check me out, man. Like, look at me. You know, the I'm the dick in Japan. I'm the man now. Like, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> What's that saying? Um, but, uh, I'm the captain now. I'm the- <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's it's always like like in your face. Like, this is me. Like, this is my style. And I, I've had someone someone ask me like, you know you know how many hours in are you and at that time he asked me i was like three or four hours in you know still in the in the initial phase but now i'm about like 21 hours or so and like no but novelty doesn't it's not novelty like that doesn't go away like that that stuff in the game isn't there to go look at our artists can do that stuff's in the game to present like 
as the experience. Like that's mm-hmm. Persona Five. Like those load screens, those battle mm-hmm. result screens, those loading screens. Like like the way the menus pop, the way the transitions are, it's the music, like, and it's just like a stylish movie. Yeah. yeah. Like the the cool scenes in Scott Pilgrim aren't a gimmick. That's yeah. the movie. It's yeah. deliberate. It isn't like like oh our animator figured out how to make the it's... menu do this, but no, they did it deliberately because yeah. mm-hmm. this is what they in wanted case, to do. Yeah. In this case, this is part an actual part of the game. Yeah. It's not just a part that constructs and builds around the game or the, the game builds to or yeah, yeah. game builds around. Yeah. It's part of the game. It's stuff that you're going to remember like, oh man, remember how the menus were so cool it, and the fucking music flows. was yeah. Everything about it and um aside from all that, aside from it being beautiful to look at, beautiful to listen to, it's just a solid JRPG yeah. with um with just your classic um persona tones like um with all the, the the confidants they're called now, yeah. But there is you see show, your social links, social links, yep. But um, even then, like the characters have all been very entertaining, very vo- very well voice acted. Dub is great. Dub um, is really great. And the storyline is just fucking phenomenal so far. It does throw you into the story a lot quicker than it did in four. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in four you didn't get Slow to start. figure out what the hell the story was until for about like almost two hours into the game. Yeah, people complained. That was a big complaint. People yeah. had with four was the intro um, was slow. This one roughly about roughly about forty minutes or so, like you start getting thrown into this world where you're like, "What the fuck is yeah, going on?" You're actually right off the bat. You're thrown into a flash forward. Yeah, you're yeah. into a later. The into storytelling a later heist. is completely different of any other Persona title. I love it, oh. and um, it's just it, it really is an excellent game. It's a really great story. I can't. I, I when, the moment you guys leave. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, we'll like, try. <laughs> we'll try to finish them as fast as we can. Um, so Did you, you pick up it. Psychonauts on my recommendation? Uh, I forgot to do it. That's right. It's only ten dollars. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's not, it's it not just, expensive. Either. It just has similar themes. Going into people. It's a really good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a game where, like, like for me, I'm not the like the Persona mega fan that like Jose is. I loved it. I played it for like, like when when I bought that Vita and I put in Golden. Like after listening to Jose recommend it so much. Like playing it, you're immediately like presented with a style that like okay, this is different. This, there's no JRPG like Persona; they just don't exist. Um, like like yeah, there's games with similar aspects. Like oh, I'm hanging out at high school. I'm an anime boy. Like that stuff exists, but not in the way that Persona melds everything together. Uh, and some of my complaints with four are totally smoothed over in five. Like the dungeons in four weren't as interesting to navigate. I mean, I don't think that was the game's purpose, and it was a PS2 game in hindsight. Maybe certain things that they wanted to do with it were like, okay, we want the dungeons to be different every time, but how do we do it on PS2 tech? Um, so, you know, but the dungeons in five are totally intricate and hand design, and there's puzzles and, you know, rooms and winding corridors and all these things. And then the, the, the visual design is like sprawling. They're really neat looking. Um, and that gets really, that really was my only complaint with four, really. Uh, was the dungeons? Everything yeah. else is pretty great. Like yeah. the, the combat, like the one, the 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 what the fuck's that system the called? One more. The one more system um, is super um, addicting to exploit, like mm-hmm. exploiting an uh, enemy's weakness and getting one more because, turn. And, and they can do the same to you. Was there a baton pass in four? I don't remember. Because no. that's, no, that's really new. awesome too. That's one of the few things that I learned about um, Persona Five before going in was the baton. The baton pass. That's a really cool system because it makes like chaining one more is like great because like with when you like so Rob for for you who don't, who don't know. Where the combat works is you're fighting a persona who's weak to ice. If you hit it with an ice attack, it knocks it down. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you get another turn. Oh. So if you if say like all the enemies are weak to ice, you can just keep chaining those ice attacks. And then when every enemy is down, you can use an all-out attack, and the whole entire party goes like bang bang, and they all kill kill the enemies. Huh. Or, even, or you can negotiate with them, which is yeah. Cool. And I didn't see that the, uh, in the in the review I watched, really which neat. is really cool. Yeah, th- there's three things you can do in that at that point. You can either do an all-out attack, mm-hmm. you can break formation, go back, and just like take advantage of them being down and yeah. pull up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you can negotiate with them for either an item, money, 
or to have them back you up. Pokemon capture. So that's how, yeah, that's how you get the personas to go into your mask. And each persona has their own personality. Um, so you have like, to choose the right cue. So right per- persona is essentially a summon, in in a basic within sense. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, a a basic, in a basic sense, it's more sense. than that. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. And you can any monster in the game can be a persona. And or, in this one, a, yeah, anything you wow. come across, that's you awesome. can capture. Okay. Or you can fu- create them in that's the velvet kinda, room. It's kind of like with a, a fusion, with the fusion process. But it, it's very yeah. similar to like it's a, it's a that's that's a really it's cool part system. monster catcher. Uh, yeah. in a way. Like, so you're fighting something. You're like, I yeah. want that as my persona. Yeah. You can do that. And you can also do like physical attacks. You don't have to attack with your persona yeah. if you don't want to. Sometimes it's wise to not waste your SP or your HP yeah. on who's yeah. using and just fuck it up with your attacks. You guys are making it tough um, to not buy them. I'm, <laughs> buying, even, I'm buying Mario Kart next to me. And, even, and even that's like, like a $50 the, game, so I don't want to buy Persona right now, but I really want to play a new JRPG. Like the, the, the all-out attacks in this, I oh. will never get bored of. Like oh, before, before it was cool just because you know you're going to fuck them up yeah. and just go in and blah, 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 they rumble and stuff. But this, they went full fucking badass anime yeah. style with it. And when you're like, all right, let's yeah. do this. Then there's like, the end of it? There's like, um, this beautifully drawn screen. And it's all unique with, depending like, on who starts it, right? Yeah. Yep. Which so is awesome. it's just it shows all their faces, and then they just go into this all that attack, and then whoever initiated the attack will fly out to the front of the screen, like in front of the screen, do some kind of pose, and like the the enemies will be in the background, all black, just outlined, mm-hmm. and then like you hear like a damage sound, like blood <laughs> squirting out of them, and then it shows you like the result back there. While yeah. Doing their pose. From, from everything like, I've heard, it, it's it really, so fucking it really does something special in that. Just running into combat encounters doesn't really get stale like it does in a lot of JRPGs. It's it's a 100-hour game, and, like, what's crazy about that is when you tell someone that, like, oh, this game at minimum is, like, an 80-90 hour game just to beat the story. Because, like, the way the game is structured, like, you're not you're never really doing anything like, oh, today I'm just going to wander off into an open field and do whatever. Like, no, the way the days progress, you are limited. Like, I'm going to do this, and when I do that, it progresses the day, and that day progresses the story. So... That shit is, like, literally 90 hours for just to beat the game. That's not just with side stuff included. Like, no, because that side stuff is what you need to do to progress certain days when there's no story. So, like, that sounds, like, like scary to say. Like, this game's 100 hours. You have so hours. many options of what you can do. There's so much variety. And the, the idea of, like, having to balance your time and to get things done actually sounds really fun. Even though yeah. it, it doesn't sound it like fun. something that is fun. It's stressful, but... But it sounds like something that's fun to and do. And here's another thing, too. Like, you have the time management to worry about. But everything you do helps you out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're never so, not. Yeah, I didn't know that. Getting anything. Your social for links it. when you increase your social links, um, and you fuse a new persona. If depending on like what level that social link is, they'll get bonus XP. Because when you fuse a persona, they can only be up to the level of what your character is. Mm-hmm. You can't go higher than that. Right. So if you get at the max level where you're at, and you get the bonus XP, then they'll be higher level. Even. Oh. Um. So you'll get that, and then your other activities like your part-time job. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or like you hit the batting cages, or like you like study, like yeah, study all that. All that brings up different stats, mm-hmm. like social stats. Okay, that will help out in other situations as hmm. well. Making me want to go play it now too. <laughs> I can just go home and play. I don't have to buy it. But, but uh, the the one thing that like keeps overwhelming me with such joy as I play it. One of my favorite things about it. I mean, you mentioned how the story is structured different than Persona Four. In Persona Four, you're a bunch of country kids solving a murder mystery. Um, in a smaller rural town, whereas in this, you are smack dab in the middle of Tokyo. Um, you move to town um, for reasons I, I'm, I'm not going to give any plot specifics, but um, uh, you move, you you get relocated to a new school into Tokyo, and like so, it's a bigger, more of a hustle and bustle type of place, and like 
the the idea of like uh, one of my favorite storytelling tropes is the flash forward thing where you're it's the story's being told through an interrogation in the future you see a lot of mob movies do that and a lot of like you know then is so, it something like that in like true detective as well was yeah it like yeah that? it was exactly like that in true detective yeah mm-hmm. um russ cole the uh matthew mcconaughey's character t- was telling the story of the show mm-hmm. through yep, interrogations um so i love that because I, I love seeing the contrast between like okay how do they get there and i yeah. love seeing mm-hmm. like pieces of the narrative be peeled off through that conversation and then going back so when, i uh, the music that plays when i flash forward to the mm-hmm. thing too is so good like I, oh. when, when breaking bad started doing that yeah when it started showing yeah. like the final episode like two seasons before the show ended and every episode you just i think that might have just been the last season but every episode they kind of showed you something yeah uh, a piece like, like 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 vince Gilligan does that with, with better call saul now where he'll always yeah. show something in the beginning that's like, what the fuck is that and like knowing him how he did breaking bad like okay that's obviously something important at some point mm-hmm. where like things you know uh, Kogios, no, Kogios didn't do that. That was how the creator wanted to do Kogios, and I was mad when I read that because I think that would have been really cool. But, it, um, but what 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 hooks me so much with Persona Five and why I always feel so cool playing it is I love like the double life trope as well. Like these people in this school don't know you're the Phantom Thieves. Um, like so, but they know of the Phantom Thieves. So like when they're talking about them, like you're just like fuck yeah. They're like oh, the Phantom Thieves are so cool, and like you're just like. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I, I love like, that. You feel like Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, only, only I don't get to kiss Kristen Dunst. I just get to marry an anime girl in a video game. Um, what are you saying? The, another really cool detail that they added to is um, the chatter and the rumors and stuff. That's that, really the, the cool. gossip around the town. That's really cool. Like you'll you'll hear people talking, um, whether they're talking about you or a situation that's going on at the start of the time, and a bubble will pop up with the text. But if you go by fast enough, it'll go away because you're no longer listening. And then okay. there's other people that you can just eavesdrop on their conversation. So like, mm-hmm. it'll say like chatter, chatter, like in a comic book. And then you just like hit X, and he'll like lean over and like just kind of like so, listen. so like obviously listen. Yeah, like he's, he's like walking with his bag, and he's just, like, and he'll like he'll like position himself and like, <laughs> I'm totally listening to what you're but saying. But that that's cool because it adds an element to the world being alive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. around yeah. you and reacting to what's happening. That's cool. Um, my final words on it, uh, uh, and then we'll move on because we're we're clipping time. But this will be a little long, longer of an episode. For anyone listening, this is behind the scenes talk right here. I found a way to make epi- uh, file sizes not as big for longer time, so we can probably push a little bit longer than usual. Uh, we usually try to hit an hour audience um, just for file size issues, but also for conciseness and to keep the episode mm-hmm. compact. But sometimes, you know, when we're talking about a game like this, it's it's tough to. With the half hour bit of news and then whatever else, it's tough to condense everything. But um, uh, my last word on Persona, and I'll hand it over to you, Jose, and you could anything else that you want to talk about about the game, because um, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure, when you get a little further. Because there are some features I don't want to bring up right now that that I, I would mm-hmm. I would wait for you to get to, um, but I think are really neat and and um, just further amplify like the things that they learned for Persona Four, or the feedback they've got. Because the last time we got a new Persona game was the PS2. For perspective, like that's been a long ass time. I mean, we've gotten spinoffs like Ultimate, like the Arena games and Dance All Nights, but a legit full fledged Persona game we haven't seen since two gens ago. That's insane. Two thousand seven, I think. Yeah, it was. and I think it was like the end of the PS2's life, like like a Last of Us type situation. Yeah. Or, but like the, the fact that they skipped, like this was originally going to be a PS3 game, and they just totally went, oh, "Fuck it, we, we need a lot of time on this," and it shows. But yeah, because originally supposed to launch winter yeah. two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember us being like, man, I hope they put him on PS4 or something. That's, some, yeah, that's something too. that I feel like is showing in Dragon Quest Eleven. The amount of time, yeah. Because like Dragon Quest Nine was a 3DS game. Dragon Quest Eleven or Dragon Quest Ten is MMO. MMO. 
So yeah. this is the first like full on console since the Dragon PS2. Quest, since the PS2, since the PS2. Yeah. and it shows. And yeah, when you're looking at like, like Dragon Quest 11, and when you look at Persona 5, like you know they've had so much time to sit down and go, what makes a Persona game? What makes a Dragon Quest game? Mm-hmm. And they've nailed it with Persona 5. Like I may, I may not the authority to to issue that statement, but. Like, just the bravado when you play this game. Like, these characters have so much attitude, and the story has so much attitude, and it's rebelling against adults. So, like, and it's taking back your life from... And that's another thing, is, like, the way they introduce characters in Persona 4, well, initially, is they were usually happier or, like, brighter to introduce. Like, when you first get introduced to Chie and... and um, What the fuck's the dude's name? Yosuke. Yosuke. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Yusuke from Persona yeah. 5. Um, <laughs> they're very similar names. Uh, but but in five you're introduced to them like all in a very depressing way. They all have their own like I mean that's how the Persona games. Everyone has an issue. Everyone there's de- something deeper to them. Um, but the whole idea of like you know we are phantom thieves and we are standing up for people who who can't stand up for themselves while doing it discreetly, like while not like. Kind of like a Robin Hood type situation. We're not stealing from the rich, giving to the poor. You're you're stealing from from the dirty and 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 it's <laughs> the themes in this game are, are so yeah. cool. And you know they go they go places that that a lot like that are really dark. Like this game yeah. is dark. Like the and, the first storyline with the the abusive teacher is like that's fucking okay. Like, and that's the one thing that they that they do very well, and a lot of people dismiss because they're like, oh it's just little anime, anime boys yeah. and stuff. But no, like if you go back, like there there are people who were very affected by the stories because that's how the character development works in Persona, yeah. is you spend time with these people, and you learn their backstories, and you think about back from when you just met them, and everything you learned afterwards. Yeah. You're like, holy shit! Like if you did not spend time with this person, you had no idea what they were going through. Yeah. So it's kind of like putting people in that perspective, like in real life, like really don't judge anyone because you have no idea mm-hmm. what anyone's going through, and like some of the stuff. That they go through in like Persona Four um, is really fucking heavy. Like you go through um, uh, gender identification, um, sexual identification, and these are high school kids. So like it's all stuff you go through. Um, um, people feeling like outsiders, like they just don't belong, or like they feel like they need to do something because that's what they're told to do. And it's basically a lot of these issues that most people had growing up or knew someone that had growing up, and they tackle it in a way where it's a lot more easier and comfortable to kind of like talk about mm-hmm. in a sense, like in a game it's without so, making it very awkward. It's and so weird natural. And very it's so natural yeah. the way that these teens talk in, in these games. And like, you know, if you're playing Persona 5 and whether you're playing the Japanese dub or the English dub, I'm playing in the English dub. Like the way that they react to these situations of being a phantom thief and doing these things, like, you know, these situations are really heavy and the way that they approach them and their concerns that they have for each other and, and everything are very, realistic like they handle it and i know there's a big stigma with anime and they go you know it's lame and anime high schools and boobies and you know naruto and whatever people want to think about these things um but like i i would love for this game to like and it's selling really well it did 1.5 million copies in in its first first week week, that's insane for a game like this for a very niche game yeah this is their big breakout hit like persona 4 was a breakout hit in a way where Persona 4, I feel, it, brought it to the light. Yeah. Brought it into light for people that were like, okay. And this is their home listen. run. This is yeah. on the most popular console in the world, not on the Vita, not on at the end of the PS2's life. And ever, it was really hard for it to reach mass, mass audience. This is its time, and it's fucking nailing it um, completely. And I think the extra time they took to make the game 
what it is help too to make and also to make sure it hits the PS4 because I think that's a very important. Um, that was a very important step, I think, to put it on put it on there. But also keeping on PS3 for people who don't have a PS4, mm-hmm. who were promised the PS3 version, and mm-hmm. they all, they got one. Um, but yeah, just 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 yeah, uh, it's so good. It's so good, man. I <laughs> I let's hope that uh, oh, boy, Kingdom Hearts three can follow suit. Last oh, main entry on the PS2. PS2. There's <laughs> been there's been decent <laughs> entries since then though. There, yeah. like, there was a PS3 entry yeah. into the series and a couple of DS entries, but but yeah. Um, I feel I'll... Japanese developers do that in general, though. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, especially for when they want to do something really heavy on the storytelling, they'll they'll take their time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas um, Western developers are more based on a deadline. Yeah, mm-hmm. every two you three know. years have this out. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have more to say on Persona 5 for sure in the future. There's a lot of that game to be played for both of Jose and I, and Rob will likely pick it up because he's not going to be able to resist mm-hmm. uh, the more we talk about it. And, you know, we, we count down. I won't be here for it next week. Um, <laughs> that's right. It will be a one-on-one. See, full-on Persona. Man, we can talk about week. a lot of Persona. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Persona um, episode. But, uh, but yeah, so the weekly segment of checking in on Jose is now just checking in on Bill and Jose at, at this point. And, uh, you know, checking in on all of us. Um, once we all own Persona, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic game. You totally check it out. Don't be scared off by its anime aesthetic. I, I also hope it turns people on to anime too more because a lot of people there's a stigma with anime, even mm-hmm. more so nowadays with fucking every asshole on Twitter's got to have a goddamn anime avatar from Haruhi Suzumiya. Every piece of shit guy has got to call some woman a whore as the Haruhi Suzumiya avatar with a deal with it, fucking Photoshop on the eyeballs. So a lot of people look at anime and like they see those avatars and they go, well, anime is associated with the alt right. When really, like, when you look at the storytelling that's in Persona, uh, you know, and, like, they want more of that. Wow, this really surprises me. It's my first Persona game. This, these themes are really deep. Um, there's a lot of anime that explores that, too. Like, don't mm-hmm. count anime out because of one thing. Just, like, don't count Persona out because it's really, of anime. It's really weird how many, like, shitty, like, young guys get into anime. It's creepy. Like, they're, they're uh, just uh, really shitty people. I mean, we're, we're, op- we're opening the door right now to get bombarded, bamboozled with, I mean, uh, I don't care. With, oh, no, they're I'll, just straight shitty people. I'll deal with it. I don't care. But, but uh, they love anime. But, yeah, no, it's weird. Which it's, is weird. It's weird the kind of people anime takes in. Like for, for Because most, anime doesn't groups. put that out. Anime's not about that None stuff of them at all. Do. I don't understand. No, yeah. Even the weird ones don't put that vibe out. Like no. they're they're, all, it's, they're accepting just as persona. I mean, you could argue maybe some of them are more objectifying toward women, but that but the ones were like a lot of those. And I mean, a lot of the anime with the big big bosomed women like are usually yeah you see their boobies and all that stuff, but they're usually kicking ass too. Those women in those shows, <laughs> they're just kicking ass with their boobies. I don't. But um, <laughs> but yeah, there's never there's no anime that promotes that kind of business. They're they're all very in line with the attitudes um, on display in Persona. You know that's just how Japan thinks with with a lot of things. So I, I hope it brings people on to a lot of uh, a lot of things that they wouldn't have otherwise. Because mm-hmm. it is a great game. It is a great medium anime and, and this. But uh, but before we go. Um, I do have a new segment that I'd like to introduce at some point, but I don't think we'll have time for it today. Uh, unless, unless Rob, you want to offload the Overwatch event talk till next time. Yeah, that's fine. Um, There's be, not too much to say anyway. Otherwise, and they release a PVE event. Um, it's really good, but it gets boring after ten times of doing it. I don't want to do skins it anymore. Are cool. I don't want to do it anymore just to get. I just Actually, get skins are some of the best they've released. Some of the best skins ever. And that's, um, that's about all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this segment, we'll, we'll 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 run through this really fast. Um, but I guess I guess yeah. Um, it, it'll just be it's story time, and w- <laughs> when we have time for this, um, we we won't get it as detailed now. But when we have like a good period of time, I'd like to propose um, a prompt 
uh, for all of us to either recount memories. Actually, Rob, you contributed this first one a few weeks ago. Oh. I don't. Yeah, um, that yeah. you gave me the idea for it, so I'm like, ah, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a good thing. Until we get back into presenting old games or whatever, you know, this I think could take its place well and lead to some good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week's will be, uh, what's your most embarrassing gaming related memory, uh, either inside of a video game or, or related or to related it. to video games mm-hmm. outside of a of, of, of a game. Uh, um, could be anything. Mm-hmm. Could be see, anything. see I, I had a specific one in mind when I mentioned that. Do you not remember it? No, no, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's other ones. Like, I'm sure I have many, more, many, many more embarrassing memories that I can't remember. The one yeah. I had in mind when I got is uh, when Guitar Hero first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a kid. I was in, like, middle school or something. Mm-hmm. When did Guitar Hero come out? Uh, like, the first. Around that time, yeah. Yeah, okay. so I, I was, like, just some kid in middle school with a plastic guitar just rocking a Guitar Hero in my room. And I'm looking at the characters you get to choose from. Fucking, what, what, like Johnny Rotten? No, that's a real person. It's a real person. But similar, <laughs> but that guy. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. see, that's where it comes in. His name was like Johnny Rancid. Yeah. And, and, and does Lars, no, Lars Ulrich is a real person too. Yeah. That's a weird name. <laughs> but there was his name. It was Lars something. Lars Umla. Was, Umla. Was, Lars Umla. Umla. It was Lars Umla. Yeah. And, and people like that. And it's like, if you look at it, it's like, this is just a crazy, stupid rock star persona. Yeah. But my middle school self was like, oh, Johnny Rancid, that's a real person. <laughs> I thought these were real people in this video game <laughs> that were in real bands. I mean, they're... no, see, that's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing—it's partially embarrassing that I knew them. The embarrassing part was I'd leave my room and talk to my mom about these musical artists that are in this game and how cool that these I people that are Johnny real musical Branson. artists are in Guitar Hero. My mom's just like, "Oh, that's Johnny really Napalm? cool." Johnny Napalm. Napalm. That's it. Yeah. Good Johnny memory. Napalm. Good and it's just, just thinking back, and I was like, God. I told my mom about like these real rock Johnny stars Maple. that are cool, and she knows they're not yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> and just think back, and I'm like, oh god, you're a kid. You know? Yeah. You're a kid. No, it's not that embarrassing because yeah. I was a kid, but it's like, wow. There, there's um. Obviously, I learned that eventually. My most, well, maybe not most embarrassing, but it is the story that comes to mind when I when I think of this is when I was picking up my pre-order for World of Warcraft: The Burning Crusade. I went with my cousin Vin. And, uh, you know, back then it wasn't like you come in and get it validated. You just bring your receipt at midnight and you get in line or whatever. And I was waiting in line and I get up to the register and Vin is behind me. He got his already. And I present the guy the receipt. I'm like, do you have a receipt? I'm like, yeah, I do. I get my wallet. I pull a receipt out. Like, I don't, you know, to this day though, you guys know how many receipts I keep in my wallet. I keep so many. I don't throw them away. I just put them in my wallet. I hand him the receipt. I'm waiting for my game. And he's looking at it. He's reading it. And he's like, uh... Uh, yeah, this isn't a receipt. Um, this is a receipt for five cheesy double beef burritos. <laughs> and, 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 like, okay, handing them the wrong receipt is one thing, but now the entire store knows how much I buy a Taco Bell for one guy. So, I'm just standing there like... Why would he read that? What did you say? This is a Taco Bell receipt. No, this is a receipt for five cheesy double knew. beef burritos. He knew that's an absurd amount of burritos for one guy to eat. Um, he, and then he like tried to I guess defuse the embarrassment but like if you want to give me five burritos I'll take I'm like ah, okay my game like, I was in like 8th grade when that expansion came out you know the beginnings of what you see before you now but um now it's just five <laughs> hot dogs and she's like six dude it's two for one I can't not I, I hear that except I put chili and cheese on yeah, it too so it's co- worse a little, little more expensive but not by much yeah like four four boom boom sauce and bacon hot dogs cost me like three twenty. Like I can't say no to that. <laughs> too good. Oh, too I want cheese. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Some hot dogs. Take me when we get out of here. Just take me to GameStop. I'm gonna buy for some, <laughs> and then take me to cheese. That's a good plan. You do that. <laughs> I really want to. I have money saved. For save it for Firefly. Um. 
Uh, Jose, you got, you got any uh, you got any tales tales from the crypt? Um, I was trying to think of some, but I, don't, I can't think of any. I don't know if, my, if maybe I have some and my mind like He's locked repressed. out. <laughs> deep deep <laughs> in the deep in the locker of Jose's brain is. I know I know. Recently, when uh, my girlfriend was over and she saw the um, Sendrin Kagura. Oh, that's one. Oh, that's something. Yeah, <laughs> up that's, there because yeah. I just had it thrown there because well, I've been single for a year. And it's the big special so, like, edition. Yeah, and it's up there. And she's like, she's like, oh, so this is like your your Japanese porn game. I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't no, know not. that she actually saw it. No, she, she saw she it. She like she she was eyeing it up, like she kind of saw it. No, she was by the I window. I didn't know so. she acknowledged it. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was like, no, it's not. I'm like, actually, they're they're really fun games. But the truth is, I played the other Center and Cogra for like a total of like an hour and a half, and um, I didn't even I didn't even install this one. And then like she had her kids over the weekend, so I had to hide that in the closet. Yeah, but. <laughs> Buried so in that, the cold, that, that's, that, that's like your Oni Shambara just hiding under. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. The good thing about the good <laughs> thing still over there. The kid, the, the boy was up there looking for games. The good thing about Oni Chimbara is that like it has a reversible cover too, so if you want to hide the yeah, big box. Yeah, but it's the big box that's there. Uh, it's yeah. right there. There's a bikini booby in that box. This is the strawberry, oh, yeah, the, the banana split edition. And like you know, a kid's gonna be curious. What's this big shiny box? And he pulls it out, and there's a big banana in her cooter. Um. <laughs> But um, but uh, yeah. This has been the Mixed Pixel podcast. Um, the only other embarrassing moment I've ever had in game was in World of Warcraft. Rob, I told you this. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, we we're running Zolgarub, which was a twenty-man raid in uh, Vanilla WoW, and uh, I was one of the off tanks. And we were running through. The, usually, in a lot of these raids, like to make for time efficiency, because they take hours, you'll skip a room of something, like run past the ad, so you don't have to waste time fighting in this room. Blah blah blah. And there's a room in Zulgarub that's like walking across a bridge, and underneath this bridge, there's a bunch of panthers and like tigers and all these creatures down there. And the goal is to not fight them. So we're running across this bridge, and the guy, the raid leader, is like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna walk across the bridge carefully. Don't aggro the tigers." And I'm like, you know, I'm 13 years old at this point, and I, I'm I accidentally aggro them, and we pull like 50 of these fucking panthers, <laughs> kills the whole 20 man group, and the guy comes, the guy comes on voice call, and he's like, okay, who who aggroed the tigers? Like not really angry, but like I'm little, like not little, but like young enough where like I'm embarrassed, I don't want to tell anybody I'm scared, you know, it was one of my first raids, and um, I didn't say anything, and he's like, okay. I, um, I'll just take a look at the combat logs and I'm like oh fuck no the combat logs <laughs> uh, it at the combat logs because you can see who they attacked first because that's who you aggroed them like okay Festerminia um, they hit you first uh, I just apologize but I'm sitting there like no 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 <laughs> we uh, wiped and they all know it was my fault but yeah, I'm sure it was something I could dig through. Um, w- w- One of those 19 guys was real pissed. Probably like fucking Festerman, especially because in those days, this maybe is more. People embar- used voice chat. Then. This, yeah, yeah this so is they maybe, knew you were. A kid. This is maybe more embarrassing than that. Is that Vinny and I uh, were in that guild? Who was a cousin I bought World of Warcraft with? For those listening who don't know, and our big shtick in that guild was just to be loud and obnoxious <laughs> on voice chat. Um, we, when we played Call of Duty I've 2, heard some of these we had our we had our phrases in Call of Duty 2 that we would yell over the microphone. And one of them, for some reason, our most popular one that he and I would say over the microphone is "Tape dispenser up my ass." <laughs> and then, it, like one of us would follow it up, "I put it up there to block my gas." Like we were those kinds of people <laughs> on these games. And it was that one, and it was and it was Mgua. We would yell that a lot too. So in this guild, whenever we would be on Ventrilo and we would kill a boss. I would get on the microphone and yell, Tape Dispenser! And then everyone in the 
chat like oh fester man that's you that's so that's so you but i know deep down like i was probably the most annoying because this was a midnight guild we would raid late at night and those people were probably tired and stressed from work and they just got this little pudgy asshole in their voice chat who every time they do something remotely good opens the voice com and goes take dispenser like yeah i know they all hated me my, my first i know it my first taste i get of embarrassed D &D. now thinking about it my first taste of D, &D was at a library Ooh. <laughs> and so they had to have it, they had to have it open to everybody. Interesting place. So like there was a teen librarian and she was a good DM for all of it. And I had a, a bunch of my friends play, but they also had to let they had to be all inclusive because it was a library event. Yeah. And these two like young kids joined and they just totally oh, ruined it no, for me. A bad RP, huh? Mm -hmm. I'm a little tiger man. I don't know if that's what they said. This, yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were they just made the game unfun. <laughs> but it was it was total full interaction. So it was like someone yeah. I just stopped going. Yeah. I and so I can understand that you probably have people leave the guild over you. <laughs> probably. Like, <laughs> Spencer. You got this kid yelling about sticking stuff up his ass. I'm, I'm out of here, dude. Uh, yeah, a lot of secondhand embarrassment over the years thinking about how I acted on certain games. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, that has been the Mixed Pixel Podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Uh, find us on Twitter at MixedPixel or find us on Facebook. Uh, let us know what you think of Persona 5 if you're playing it. If we've converted you to playing Persona 5 much like we've converted Rob with this conversation. I'm sure he was close to that to mm -hmm. that edge already after seeing the reviews and all that. Um, Living on the edge. Let us know what you think of Persona. Uh, let us know if you have any embarrassing moments uh, mm -hmm. in the comments on the Facebook post or hit us up on Twitter. I would love for you guys to follow us. If you have a Twitter, if you're listening to this, okay, listen to me. Listener. Random guy. Uh, I'm not going to call any names. I know who listens to this podcast. Nick? <laughs> if you're listening to this and you have a Twitter, I call the Twitter out every goddamn And week. if you don't, make one. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. I have like three followers and it's this these guys. We've got 14 <laughs> followers and like seven of them are just our family. <laughs> and us. Come on, Chalupa. Yeah, we're fo we follow it. So that's like three gone. One, two, three, four, five is just one, six. Yeah, most of the followers are just us. So... If you have a Twitter, what are you waiting for? I don't tweet from it, though, so I guess that... <laughs> so at least follow us well, individually. follow me specifically, because yeah. I post funny things. If you want to follow me, you're just going to get spammed by Yakuza all day. We actually uh, didn't do our Twitter handles today. No, yeah, you can we find... We didn't even do the introduction. Yeah, we didn't do... Anything. Oh, yeah. Team Start Sniper. Uh, this is Jose... Look at my head. Jose Head. I... You can find me at <laughs> Pepperdam. I'm Bill Conway. This has been the Mixed Pixel Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Have a solid rest of your week. Peace. Solid Norman week. <laughs> <laughs>